Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 89 of the talking the line podcast and as always thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful tuesday of bets now before we dive deep into today's 15-game MLB slate, talk some lines for you guys today and dive deep into the value that we found across the board. Please, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell as well, whichever side of the screen it's on there, so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well if you haven't already. That way you never miss the drop of any audio after every live show is complete. Next item up here, if you got a couple extra seconds you could be so kind take a few moments hit that like button leave us a comment jump in the live chat if you are watching live leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you Last, but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the TTL Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate the Talking the Line website as well as all of our content so you can consume all of that action however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton. Colt 45 Soroka, and it is my pleasure as always to bring in the co-host of the TTL pod, a young man that you know the drill by now. I lock arm in arm with every single day and dive deep into the trenches in the daily battles with the books. If you're joining us for today's battle with the books, thank you so much. Let's get right on into it. It's time to bring in the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, and a young man who hopes that his White Sox and believes that his White Sox are in for a good one and a win tonight against the Royals. Without further ado, Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing quite spectacular. We've got a nice Tuesday on our hands here today. 
pretty nice show on our hands. In fact, a fantastic show on our hands coming up. So uh, I've got no complaints as per usual. I'm uh, pretty ready to get uh, dive, dove in deep into it. You know, whatever you want to say. But uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Same on this side of the table, partner. No complaints here as always. Uh, got plenty to talk about on today's show. Plenty of value to dive into on today's MLB slate, as I already told you guys. But uh, hey, quickly... We always have uh, goldfish brains, if you will, 30-second mm-hmm. brains here at the TTL pod. But we always have to be fully transparent and go briefly back in the past. Yesterday's best bets of the day. Recap those for you just to let you know how we started this week off. So quickly, for the first time on this beautiful Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, we're going to recap yesterday's best bets from July 26th. Not the greatest day. Bit of a wheel-spinning day for the TTL crew. Not awful if you bet all the way across the board, but not anything to write home about by any means. Uh, RMAG's 1-2 and on the day. Thought that we got the push on your Blue Jays, but unfortunately there was a draw option as well on there, so ended up going 1-2. and Should have had it. Should have had it. Rough beat there. As for me, went 2-2. and Rough beat from the Tigers. They ended up tying it up Mm -hmm. in the 6th. But across the board, a little bit of positive money uh, just because we had a nice plus money Pauly cash there in the mariners came back 11 to 8 victory wild one after being down 7-0 we'll talk about that a little bit later in the rants and reactions as well but monday madness parlay uh we took the three dogs it's typically how mondays have gone it was a little juicy it was a little risky you know the drill if you played it yourself play at your own risk but we played it we thought all three dogs were going to come back and uh, just couldn't seal the deal late in the innings for the tigers or the rockies but nonetheless we're still moving and grooving. We're still shaking. And the money line dice are as well. 2-0 day for the money line dice yesterday. They took out uh, the Braves plus one and a half. Make us just a little bit smaller. And the Braves and Mets in game one under six and a half. Mm-hmm. Nice, easy cashes. 2-0 that game finished. No sweat. No sweat whatsoever for the money line dice yesterday. So not a terrific day by any stretch of the word. But not the worst day by any means either. With that all being said, we got plenty to get into today, and we got one hell of a rebound day on tap for you guys here today. Now, kicking off today's show, we got uh, first segment of the day, as always, talking the line crew's best bets of the day. Kicking it off, Mag's best bets. He's got three coming at you once again here today. I'm loving the value he's bringing, and I see a 3-0 and sweep. I always say that, but doggone it, I'm feeling it today. Once again, as kind of becoming a recurring trend, I got four picks mm-hmm. coming at you for the second half of the first segment today. Going to be all first five run line plays. So uh, trying something a little different, going from a little different angle because uh, the old fickle gal that MLB has been yeah. this season, uh, you got to switch it up. And we might have a little bit to talk about uh, that later on in the show. So right. stick around for that. Might have some updates for you as we ease on into the NFL season. Hint, 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 hint. However, second segment today, special play of the day, the two for Tuesday parlay two-legger that we got to plus 415 odds. This is a juicy, juicy two-legger, not as risky as yesterday, even though the odds would tend to uh, indicate so. Hey, I'm ready to lock this bad boy in. As a matter of fact, I already have, so I suggest you stick around for the second segment. Third segment of the day, the aforementioned 
now hot as can be. Moneyline Dice are going to make their usual appearance. They're targeting the matchup between the Nationals and the Phillies tonight. A little bit of an odd pitching matchup, so we're going to let them give their all-knowing opinion and dish out their favorite picks for that matchup tonight on the third segment. That'll wrap up the first half of the show. We'll uh, send you kind degenerates on about your way if you just come for the best bets and analysis. And then we'll get into the second half of the show, the rants and reactions. We'll kick it on back just a little bit and we will get hot and heavy. We got a lot of Olympic news to discuss and uh, the bets and everything are starting to kind of roll out here, partners. So we'll have some bets to discuss. We'll have some various things to talk about there. We'll visit the eight-sided circle. We'll Mm -hmm. also talk about some NFL news, big NFL news, if you may or may not know what I'm talking about. But stick around for the second half of the show for all of that nonsense. And then since you guys are so kind to share your hard-earned time with us, and give us your support, your following. I'm paying it back to you today, yet again with my Motivation Minutes, giving you a message on the more you do, the less you wait. So stick around for that. Get a little extra inspiration. Get you through this Tuesday. But for now. Stop all the drama. Quit all the banter. Knock off the nonsense that you can go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is officially time to get into it here. Episode 89 of the TTL pod once again, so you don't have to check your calendars. July 27th, 2021, we're about to rip off another sheet and steam right into the month of August. But before we do, we got a few more days of bets to accomplish. So for today's Tuesday battle with the books, let's get into the first segment of the day on episode 89, the TTL crew's best bets of the day and the first half of the first segment. Our mags, best bets of the day. Now, I told you guys already, he's got three coming at you. I'm not going to take any time, waste any time, or deliberate any further. It's all his time to shine and dish out nothing but stone-cold locks and value to you guys. So rip out those sports books, open your ear holes wide, and get ready for nothing but knowledge to be laid out presently. And as always, partner, you have the floor. All righty. As always, I appreciate it. So I've got three matchups today. One of them is going to be a first five. The other two are going to be full game money lines. This first one is the first five, and I am going back to the matchup. Blue Jays versus Red Sox, and I'm going Blue Jays first five money line today with Robbie Ray on the mound for the Jays and Garrett Richards on the mound for the Bo Sox. Robbie Ray, a lefty, Richards, right-hander. Ray has faced Boston twice this season, splitting both of those games. Uh, Last time out, the home run was an issue for Robbie Ray a little uncharacteristic for him to allow more than th- more than one home run give up three home runs only four hits total in that game and the uh, the Blue Jays lost that game so I don't expect him to be uh, giving up the long ball like that today he has been very solid in July aside from that start 2-1 ERA here in July with a couple of shutouts and on the season he's been a solid 3.14 ERA here on the road so I'm not saying he's going to be dominant as, as all hell but I do think he's going to be solid no more than three runs I think we're going to see two earned runs or less through these first five but the big thing I'm doing here is fading Garrett Richards. He's got a 4.99 ERA on the season, 5.17 here in July. 
He's actually faced Toronto four times this season and has a 5-6-4 ERA over 22 and a third innings pitched. He's actually been worse in Fenway this season than he has been on the road. He's got a 6-5-5 ERA here at home. So I think this Blue Jays lineup hits him very well. Once again today, a couple guys here this season that have torn him up are two of the biggest hitters in that lineup, Vlad, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez. They combined for 12 for 20 against Garrett Richards with seven RBIs between the two of them. So between those two guys, I mean, the whole lineup uh, fares well against Richard, but those guys, especially the two big hitters in the lineup. So I think they have a big night that fuels this Jays offense. Now this Jays offense and these Red Sox offense overall, they've kind of been pretty similar lately, but the Red Sox pitching staff from top to bottom is just better than the Blue Jays. So that's kind of why I've seen or why I interpret the Red Sox having a lot more success than the Blue Jays. But here, as far as these pitchers go, Garrett Richards is the one guy the Red Sox can't really rely on to keep him in games as much. Uh, you know, they do give him run support from time to time, whereas Robbie Ray is the guy that keeps the Jays in these games. Last 10 versus righties, the Blue Jays are actually a little bit better than the Red Sox are against lefties. Last 10, 259 batting average for the Jays. Last 10 versus righties, 314 OBP. Red Sox, 219, 296 OBP versus lefties last 10. So I really think this uh, Blue Jays offense puts another big old number on Garrett Richards, especially here in this first five. I stayed away from the money line because like we saw last night, a lot of late heroics lately for the Red Sox, and I'm trying to avoid that completely because the Red Sox bullpen, I have a little more trust in them than I do with the Jays, whereas this pitching matchup is all about Robbie Ray versus Garrett Richards to me. So first play of the day, my friends, Blue Jays money line, first five money line, that is, uh, against the Red Sox. Absolutely love it, partner. Uh, the main reason that I like this is how you close that right there. Uh, in my mind, the Red Sox right now are one of the sneakiest teams in the late innings. You get to about the seventh inning or later, and right. they are an upset special right now. So I'm going to avoid that as well. And uh, I have already locked in and hammered home the Blue Jays' first five money line on your first bet of the day. Keep it on moving. Keep it on grooving. Second best bet of the day coming from you, partner. Give it to them. Alrighty, switching things over to the NL Central here. Uh, we've got a Brewers versus Pirates matchup, and like I said, I'm going to a couple money lines for these last two here, and I'm taking the Brewers money line today versus the Pirates. We've got an Anderson versus Anderson matchup, Brett versus Tyler, both lefties here. Tyler Anderson for the Pirates. Uh, he's been pitching pretty well this earlier on in this month. Uh, excuse me, Tyler Anderson for the Pirates. He pitched well against these Brewers earlier on in this month, but I see some regression. Every other start since May, he has allowed at least two earned runs or more, aside from that one start against Milwaukee. So he has had some, some success against him, but as my partner's been mentioning this week, I see a lot of regression coming from him today against the Brewers. On the flip side, Brett Anderson is pitching well uh, this month and handles Pitt very well in his entire career. He's got a 433, or the Pirates offense combines for 4 for 33 lifetime versus Brett Anderson, and I really think he holds them down once again today. Three of those hits are actually Brian Reynolds, so the rest of that lineup is 1 for 30. Uh, I mentioned this month he's got a uh, two earned runs over nine innings pitched. No more than three hits allowed this month in his two starts does Brett Anderson. Anderson. The Brewers seem to be uh, taking a new approach with him lately. They are pulling him after the second time through the order, and it has been proving to be successful. I just mentioned two earned runs over nine innings pitched. He's only gotten four innings pitched and five innings pitched. Uh, so I see that again today, especially the way it's been working out for them. And I feel just as competent, confident as the, in the full game as I do, uh, you know, Anderson to hold him down the first few innings. 
because the Brewers' bullpen has been pretty hot lately. 2.5 ERA over their last 10 games. So even if Brett Anderson gets that fourth, fifth inning hook, I like that bullpen to keep the Pirates low once again. Besides the pitching matchup here, I do give the lean to Brett Anderson. But besides that, the Brewers are just flat out one of the best, actually the best road team in baseball right now. 29-18 and 18 straight up, and they have dominated the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. 6-1 and one straight up over the last seven games. And not to mention, despite the Pirates having some decent offensive success the last week or so, a lot of it, that has been against right-handers. Last 10 for the Brewers, 301 batting average, 356 OBP, 8.86 runs per nine. So they are crushing left-handers right now, while the Pirates versus lefties last 10, only 2.6 runs per nine innings. So I love this Brewers team to uh, put up some more runs than they did earlier on in the season against Tyler Anderson. And for Brett Anderson to hold him down and win this matchup of the Anderson versus Andersons for my second pick of the day, Brewers money line. Love it, partner. I uh, was a little bit concerned at first uh, when I first saw the battle of the Andersons and Tyler Anderson on the mound uh, for the Pirates with the uh, success he did have already this season against the Brewers. However, uh, with what you laid out and uh, the rest of the Pittsburgh <laughs> offense uh, being one for 30 outside mm-hmm. of uh, Brian Reynolds, Brian yeah. Reynolds uh, that is just absolutely something that I cannot right. go against. So, hey, I I will be right here with you once again. Nice little NL Central matchup. Brewers looking to even cement first place further. Our mag second best bet of the day. Milwaukee Brewers, full game, money line. Now, partner, uh, our show mascot, if you guys could tell, we're <laughs> a little bit of reaction going on here. Our show mascot is screwing up the whole production studio right now. So as you dish out your third and final best bet of the day, I'm going to leave the set here for just a moment. Get everything fixed back up so the floor is really about to be yours. Give them your third and final best bet of the day my friend all righty you go right ahead and do all of that i'm going over to the al central now switching things up from the nl to the al central and don't call me a homer but i am taking my white Sox money line today versus the kansas city royals you've got dylan cease on the mound for the Sox and brad keller for the royals now cease is not having his best best month of the year i think it's time for some positive regression from him he has actually already been improving after one really bad start to start the month of july gave up six earned runs to the twins uh, and then he's after that in the next three starts he's stayed at three earned runs or less so i like him to continue that today and actually improve on that and have a really solid start today i think his era is a little inflated this entire season he's at four point to one it's inflated by uh he, he's seen the twins four different times and uh, you know it, throughout his career that's just been a bad matchup for him so the twins for seeing him four times has inflated his uh, era and then i mentioned it before on the pod whenever he's against uh, one of these very very good offenses in a big game uh he tends to struggle he's got a couple starts versus new york and houston that has inflated his era as well but when he faces those lower level offenses he really shines so i think we see that again today to uh you know Really put that into perspective against the Kansas City Royals in two starts this year. He's got a .87 ERA. That is 0.87. Only one earned run allowed versus them over two starts. So I think he does that once again today. Now, on the other side of the thing, you've got Brad Keller here for the Royals, and he is 1-2 and two versus the Sox uh, straight up on the full game this year versus the White Sox. And the White Sox hitters combined to hold a 329 batting average, 429 OBP lifetime versus Brad Keller. So I'm not saying they bombard him for a few innings, but I do think they do just enough, and Cease does enough to uh, give the Sox a uh, nice, comfortable lead here through the first few innings. Keller has not been good at all this season. He's been in special 
especially bad at home. 7.19 ERA over nine starts. So I do not have any trust in him whatsoever. I've been fading him uh, against my Sox all season long, and uh, it's been working out. The White Sox 10-1 and last 11 meetings here in Kansas City. And now I know many of you are a little wary of the White Sox when they are on the road. However, when they face uh, teams such as the Royal Stature, they tend to fare well. 21-12 and this season as an away favorite. Uh, when you get the Sox in an away underdog spot, you might want to look a little uh, a little skeptical there. But uh, when they get a team that they're supposed to beat on the road, they handle them just as well as they do any team at home. So give me the White Sox and Dylan Cease today to handle Brad Keller with no problem at all for my third pick of the day, partner. I'm all there with you. Uh, as hard as it is for me to say, especially with potentially Chris Bryant ending up in a White Sox jersey, uh, for now, with him not on the team, I will uh, still back them. And uh, actually, you might not thought I was listening, but I uh, love how you started that off. I do think Dylan Cease is going to have some positive regression here today. It has been a little shaky for him in his road starts as of late. I think we finally see a little bit of success here for him today. So I'm with you, partner. Third best bet of the day, the Chicago White Sox first five money line coming from our mags as a reminder you can follow the aforementioned riley r mags magnuson on the action network app all of his best bets of the day at r mags all caps you can get all of them there and then uh, make sure you check out all of his best bets everything in between on the talkingtheline.com website on the today's best bets tab who would have guessed it partner anything else you need to drop down lay out put out anything in between before i keep this show steaming on down the tracks I guess I'll say a little correction. I did say three for 30 the Pirates were versus Brett Anderson. If you take away Brian Reynolds, it's three for 25. Three for 25. Yeah, I was was missing some of them, but still. Either way, three for 25 is still doggone. Sorry, one one for 25. I've got to correct myself again. There you go, one for 25. Still doggone good. (laughs) Well, thank you, partner. I appreciate it. I know they appreciate it. You got three stone cold locks. I hope they're in in your bet slip right now and get ready for even more to be added. Time to move the show along. Second half of the first segment of the day, my best bets of the day. The TTL mascot may just make an appearance like yesterday. Who knows? She's up and about moving and grooving. But as for me, I'm locked in and I got four coming at you right here and right now. So without further ado, let's get into the best bets of the day coming from me with the first one. Going to the matchup between... The Miami Marlins and Baltimore Orioles, and folks, we are going at light speed today, so get ready, lock in. First pick coming from me. I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles, first five run line, plus a half. Now you got Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Marlins and Spencer Watkins on the mound for the Orioles. The reason I mention that is because this pitching matchup looms extremely large in me taking this pick on the first five run line. For Alcantara, he hasn't been the best as of late. He was pretty doggone good to start the season, a little shaky in the middle, and really hasn't rebounded since. He's given up three earned runs or more in three out of his last five starts. Miami is 2-2-1 straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall, and 2-2-2 in his last six road starts overall. Why do I tell you that? Because you just really don't know what you're going to get from him, but what you do know is that he's going to give up a few runs here or there, and that Miami offense does tend to struggle a lot more than I would like to back. With that being said, Alcantara has not faced Baltimore yet this season, but he uh, has a couple spots in this particular game that he does struggle in on the road and at night. 
He's had 10 road starts. He's got a 4-5 and five record with a 3.63 ERA compared to a 2.87 during the day, or uh, at home, I apologize. And then 11 night starts with a 2-5 and five record at the nighttime with a 4.02 ERA compared to a 2.30 ERA during the day. So he struggles on the road and at night, and uh, this is the exact spot that he's in. Happens to be in both of those spots, so I think we see at least two or three given up here from Alcantara today, and not to mention July. July has been his worst month yet of the MLB regular season. He's posted a 4.15 ERA, and I still think we continue to see him struggle this evening yet again. But as for Spencer Watkins on the mound for the O's, the kid impressed the hell out of me in his last matchup against the Rays. He went six innings, only allowed four hits, had seven Ks, two walks, and one earned run. I, uh, I'm a believer. He's only had four starts, but the Orioles are 4-0 straight up in the first five innings in those four starts. Not to mention those four starts were against the aforementioned Rays, the White Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Angels. So against really solid offenses, uh, Spencer Watkins has been able to go 4-0 in the first five innings. He has not given up more than one earned run yet. And finally, the Baltimore pitching staff is having more confidence in him to go deeper and deeper into games. I love him to keep this Miami's offense off balance all game long and especially very early because they have not seen him and Miami's only scoring 1.95 first five runs per game on the road this season. Last but certainly not least, some key trends I love for this play today. Miami is 1-3-1 straight up in the first five innings in their last five games overall, regardless of pitcher. The Orioles are 4-0-1 straight up in the first five innings over their last five games overall, regardless of pitcher. Baltimore is scoring 2.52 first five inning runs per game at home. And I just told you Miami's only scoring 1.96 on the road. Give me all of this hot, hot Orioles team. They go on these little stretches here and there throughout the course of the season. And this is one spot that you can back them in against a dominant arm uh, with Spencer Watkins. So for my first best bet of the day, I am taking the Baltimore Orioles first five run line plus a half. I'm right there with you myself, my friend. We've mentioned a bunch of times this year. It is just a little too tough, even when the Marlins pitchers are at the top of their game, to pack that Marlins team because of how inconsistent their offense is. So when you got like when you have a guy like Sandy Alcantara starting to struggle a little bit, it seems a little bit easier to fade them. So I'll be right there with you, no question about it. Precisely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Kind of said it in that, but you uh, had the perfect paraphrasing. Of course. Thank you, sir. Second. Best bet of the day coming from me, rolling on over to the matchup between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cleveland Indians, and I am taking, not because I'm a Cubby fan, the Cleveland Indians' first five run line plus a half. I think you are getting incredible odds on this, and this should be much, much, much chalkier. This is because of the pitching matchup once again for me, and actually all of my plays are coming down pretty heavily on the pitching matchup. Wainwright's taking the bump for the Cardinals today, and Cal Quantrill is taking the mound for the Indians. Now, Wainwright has been all right. Top line numbers, not the worst. He's a dominant veteran, but there are a few places you can fade him in, and this is one of them tonight. He has been no good on the road whatsoever. He has, and overall lately, he hasn't been very good. You can look at his top line numbers, but in his last five starts overall, he's given up a combined 11 earned runs and 30 hits. He has been <laughs> giving up ball hits, balls, everything in between all over the ballpark uh, here as of late, and I think we continue to see him struggle just a bit. He is also bad on the road, as I mentioned, 
the numbers are not great whatsoever in seven road starts for him. 268 opponent batting average allowed compared to 208 at home and a 5.35 ERA compared to 2.70 at home. And that's all over 34 innings of work. So it's a good sample size as well. He has uh, faced Cleveland and posted pretty doggone good numbers against them in the past, but they are all starting to approach their sixth or seventh time facing him. And I do believe this is where we start to see that regression for Wainwright yet again. So I think Cleveland has plenty of success against him. Do I think they're going to shell him? No, but I think it'll be a nice one, two, potentially three earned run day here for Wainwright. Now for Quantrill, he was struggling to start the season, kind of continued to struggle, and then I think he's starting to rebound now. I think he's uh, starting to return to that form of what you want to see from a starting pitcher. He's allowed five earned runs and only 13 hits over his last three starts. I slimmed it down to the three uh, because he was struggling and he had a little bit of time on the IL he needed to spend. However, Cleveland is 3-0-2 straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall, and he's pretty doggone solid when he gets starts at home. He's had six of those home starts 14 game pit games pitched overall for him 264 opponent batting average allowed and a 3.49 era i think those numbers continue to trend down here today and uh, i don't see him giving up more than one earned run here in the first five innings and not to mention i believe that because he's got a 0.00 era versus the cardinals this year in two innings pitched that was a relief appearance he didn't start against them but i think he has some of the exact similar success that he did in that relief appearance because st louis in those 19 at bats 208 batting average 329 on base percentage but what really sticks out to me in this cardinals lineup they only have a 208 slugging percentage against him so that averages out to a 537 ops I think Quantrill has plenty of success, but if you don't believe me, a couple key trends. St. Louis is 2-3 and three straight up in the first five innings over their last five games. Cleveland scoring 2.66 first five-inning runs per game at home, with St. Louis scoring 2.52 runs per game, first five-inning runs per game on the road. I think this game is going to be incredibly close. I think we see some Wainwright regression, and for any uh, run that Cal Quantrill gives up, I believe that Wainwright at least gives up the same, if not double. So for for my second best bet of the day, give me the Cleveland Indians first five run line plus a half. I'll be right there with you once again, my man. Yeah, that Indians team at home seems to jump on things a little er, little earlier and then kind of fades away late in the game. So I think you got the play of the day, uh, at least out of this game. No question about it. Our uh, TTL mascot seems to uh, in- enjoy me getting up from the set here today. She uh, just opened up all the windows yet again. You keep so going. I got this I one. appreciate it, my friend. I'm going to keep it moving and grooving with the third best bet of the day coming from me going to the matchup between... Once again, uh, as from yesterday, need to get a little bit of a lick back here, but hey, no problem whatsoever. I'm going to the matchup between the Colorado Rockies and the Los Angeles Angels, and my best bet coming from the matchup today is the Rockies' first five run line plus a half. Yet again, can you see a consistent trend coming from me here today? Once again, the pitching matchup looms incredibly large for me here. You have Austin Gomber on the mound for the Rockies, and then taking the bump for the Angels is Jose Suarez. Let's start with Gomber. Gomber's actually been a little bit better than you might believe. He's given up only two earned runs or less, and I actually usually say or more, but it's more of an or less case for Gomber here in four out of his last five starts. He's allowed only six earned runs over 23 innings pitched in his last four road starts overall, so he's been doggone good on the road, even though some of his numbers are inflated, and that is because of early season struggles on the road. He has since returned to 
much, much better form. Not to mention, the Rockies are 5-0 and straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall, and 5-1 and straight up in the first five innings in his last six. He's been dealing, and he's been able to keep the Rockies in the game, and they've been giving him plenty of run support. I think that continues today, but I also think that Jose Suarez starts to struggle a little bit here. He's only had 13 starts this season, and he started out pretty doggone dominant if I do say so myself. However, I think teams are starting to get that tape and starting to see him a little bit more. He's given up a combined seven earned runs over only 13 and two-thirds innings pitched in his last three starts. He hasn't pitched many innings at home either because he hasn't been very good at home, yet they're giving him the start at home. He's only had one start pitched in four games in total. He's got an 0-1 record, 244 opponent batting average allowed at home compared to 189 on the road, and a 3 0.48 ERA at home compared to 2.64 on the road. Small sample size over 10 and a third innings pitched, but that's because he's been getting yanked because he gives up a bunch of runs early. I don't know why they're starting him at home, but I love it for this matchup here today and for this pitching matchup and for the Rockies to have plenty of success against them. And not to mention, I think that this is going to be a bit of a relief day for the Angels. I don't think Suarez is going to go much more than five. He might even go only three or four, depending on how hot the Rockies come out here today. And I wanted to mention that because if we do get into the pen... Before the fifth inning, I absolutely love it. The Angels' relief in their last 10 games, 6.26 ERA, 347 opponent batting average allowed, 407 OBP, and 1.83 whip, averaging given up just about a half a home run per game. So they are a mess right now. So if we get into them early, I absolutely love this bet even more. I think it'll be a little tight, uh, at least for the first or second inning, but then the Rockies will pull away here, no problem. But you know me, I love the extra backing on the first half run line. You get the half a run, I'm all over it. Not to mention, these teams are actually hitting left-handed pitching incredibly similar as of late. Both of these pitchers are lefties, and the Angels over the course of the last 10 games are a little bit better against lefties, but the Rockies over the course of the last five games are better against lefties, and it is literally a virtual flip of the numbers. They're almost identical for the Angels' last 10 and the Rockies' last five. So I like the Rockies to continue a little bit of that success they found here as of late against Jose Suarez and uh, get the job done. But I'll take the half run back. You know, my third best bet of the day, the Colorado Rockies first five run line plus a half. I'll be right there with you. I sound like a broken record, uh, repeating jukebox like I uh, once <laughs> said. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Gomer seems like a guy that people are overlooking and uh, it, he's really been kind of correcting himself the last couple month or, months or so. So I like him today and I, I do like the Rockies in certain spots against lefty pitchers as I do believe Suarez is, correct? Yes, uh, as I was just you saying. You were just saying, both, saying uh, both, first like, both yeah, against right, right. lefties. Just there you verifying are, once again. <laughs> no problem. Just making yeah. sure you got it straight. All right, let's wrap this up nice and quick. My fourth and final best bet of the day going back to the matchup between the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners and once again taking the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half and this comes down to more than just the game last night it comes down to the pitching matchup yet again Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros and Chris Flexen on the mound for the Mariners now I'm not fading McCullers here in any capacity I'm not saying he's bad in any capacity I just have that much doggone faith in Chris Flexen but let me talk about McCullers here for just a minute he's been solid on the road he has posted a 2.66 ERA in 
and seven starts overall, but he's had a little bit of struggles lately. He's given up a combined 11 earned runs over his last five starts overall, and six of those earned runs came in the first five innings. I believe he gives up a few here today, maybe two or three. Nothing exuberant by any means, but uh, I definitely think he's going to give up more than Chris Flexen if anybody gives up earned runs here today. I do think this one will be incredibly tight. We might even see 0-0-1-1 in the first five, and that's just because of how doggone good Chris Flexen has been. He actually gave up the winningest pitcher number one spot, winningest money pitcher in the MLB, to his teammate. Logan Gilbert. Mm. Uh, the young man took it over. However, Flexen is still number two overall, 13 and five straight up. A $100 better would be up $1,008 on Chris Flexen. Last week's first five that we took, Seattle first five plus a half, was the bad beat of all bad beats. It was a single RBI single off Flexen's right foot with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. Mm. Bad beat of all bad beats. I got to come back to it with flexing on the mound because he's been so doggone good seattle is six and four straight up in the first five innings over his last 10 starts three and two straight up over his last five starts now that is a dead even split over the last five last 10 three and two three and two so it's a pretty even trend i think he continues to put up the wins here today not to mention he's given up one earned run or less in five out of his last seven home starts he's at 11 home starts overall a six and three record owned 223 opponent batting average allowed compared to 331 on the road and a 1.89 ERA compared to a 5.92 on the road. They save Flexen for home. They save him for these spots when they need a win. And I told you yesterday, they have an opportunity in the AL West now more than ever after last night's win. And it starts here once again with a tightly contested scrappy matchup against the number one team in the AL West. Last but certainly not least, Flexen has a 1.42 ERA in the month of July. It's his best month yet, and I think he continues to build right on top of that here against the Astros today. These Mariners want a playoff spot. You can see it. They're sneaky. Last night was not a fluky win. They grinded that out. They gave maximum effort, and they got an 11-8 victory. I uh, would tell you go look at some trends and you're going to see that everything kind of points toward Houston in this case however it all comes down to the pitchy matchup for me and I don't think offense is is really where you need to be looking here today I think Seattle does just enough offensively and like I said for any runs that Flexen gives up I like McCullers to give up just the same if not double we have a nice little tie and for my fourth best bet of the day it cashes the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus a half yeah my man i mean at this point i feel like all you need to say is mariners plus first five plus a half chris chris flexen is on the mound at home pretty much close the book and that's where we're at pretty but, much i mean you nailed the rest of the analysis no question about it but uh yeah like you said mccullers is not uh, no scrub whatsoever you're not fading him by any means it's all about chris flexen man so i will be lacking this one in with you once again is this a late one this is a late one, so you're is. going yep. to need a uh, little extra nitroglycerin pills this evening hey, if you want to make uh, it through. We got the first five this time around, not the full game. So we got the first five, and the Olympic action just yeah. starts getting hot and heavy you know? around that time. So if you're uh, if you're a night owl like us, that does it for my best bets of the day. If you're a night owl <laughs> like us, uh, hey. 
plenty of time. No worries, no drama. You'll be watching stuff anyway. So let's cash a first, another first five run line ticket thanks to the hands of Chris Flexen. So win all first five run lines today. Actually, all plus a half. So looking at all the dogs that I think are incredible, incredible values. So I uh, hope you lock those bad boys in. And there you go. The TTL Crew 7 best bets of the day. Let's keep it moving. We know you got things to do. So let's get into the special play of the day. The two for Tuesday parlay. Now, I will tell you quickly, one leg of the two for Tuesday parlay before I get my usual sip of high quality H2O, because I already took the first five in this game, right? Took the Baltimore Orioles first five run line plus a half because I thought it was a really safe. I think it's a, an extremely safe bet. However, you can get a little juicy. Take a look at that money line. And I think that has more than enough value and is actually one of the first plays that my partner indicated he might like for the two for Tuesday parlay. I said, hey, partner, I already got a play out of that game. Let's lock it in. So if you got anything additional uh, that I didn't say there, partner, uh, you can go right on ahead. But why don't you tell these fine folks? There's the first leg, Baltimore Orioles, first five money or Baltimore Orioles full game money line for the first leg of the two for Tuesday parlay. Why don't you tell these fine folks? what the second leg is on today's special play of the day. Alrighty, staying in the AL East, we've got the Yankees versus the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay, and we are going with the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half. On the run line today, you've got Jordan Montgomery versus Shane McClanahan, and we are back at Shane McClanahan to have a hell of a day today. He has only improved throughout the entire season. He's got a 3-1-4 ERA here in July. Had a little bit of a rough start against the Yankees earlier on in the season, but that was when he was still cutting his teeth here in the MLB, and now, as I mentioned, things are improving for him start Mm. over start. And Jordan Montgomery has been very, uh, very consistently mediocre, if I will say so. Uh, you can kind of almost pencil him in for three, four runs at least. So I think we see that again today. And for Shane McClanahan to hold him way the hell down. And this Tampa Bay Rays offense, like you kind of said about the Mariners, even more so for the Rays, they are hell-bent on not only locking down the AL uh, wild card if they have to, but they're still nipping on the Red Sox heels for the AL East. And they just want to bury these New York Yankees, put the final nail in the coffin for them. So I think they get that, uh, you know, on the right track for that this series and especially starting today. Anything else you had to add on that one? No, I echo all of that. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that about McClanahan because, yeah, that start uh, against these Yankees was back in the beginning of June, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, McClanahan has showed flashes of dominance all throughout his start since then uh he's a four pitch arsenal guy um and and he has dominant movement on every single one of his pitches so i think he has plenty of success here against the yanks today especially with this being in tampa bay Mm -hmm. with especially how much this means to the al east right now i just think this is all but the tampa bay rays it's going to be an absolute home run fest for them um you know, I'm predicting maybe a little 4-0-5-1 win here okay. for the uh, for the Rays. Uh, nice easy sweat if I do, or yeah. nice easy no sweat right, right, right. if I do say so myself. So there you go, second best bet of the day on the two for Tuesday parlay: the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half. So there's the special play of the day. If you missed any of the best bets of the day, and if you missed any of the legs right there, you're tuning in late. Maybe you have just click a random spot on the recording. I don't know what the case might be. Not to worry. Because we're about to put those best bets and the special play live on your screen so you have one final opportunity to lock them in before we wrap up the first half of today's show. So please, ladies and gentlemen, rip out those sports books, whichever brand is your favorite. Open those eyes wide. Maybe splash in a little visine if you need it. 
Get those ear holes open if you're listening to the audio version. Get ready to hammer these bad boys in, ladies and gentlemen, because for the first time live on this beautiful Tuesday of Bets, July 27th, 2021, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day are live on your screen. So, uh, as always, please... Turn your attention, left side of your screen, Armag's best bets of the day. He's got the aforementioned three coming at you. Toronto Blue Jays, first five money line. Milwaukee Brewers, full game money line. And the Chicago White Sox, full game money line. On the right side of that, just to the opposite, very close on your screen, you have my best bets of the day. My four picks, taking all first five plus a half run lines. The Baltimore Orioles, the Cleveland Indians, the Colorado Rockies, and the Seattle Mariners, all on their first five run lines plus a half. I absolutely love the value on those bad boys today. Below all of that, the aforementioned special play of the day, the two-for-Tuesday parlay. Baltimore Orioles, full game money line for leg number one, and leg number two is the Tampa Bay Rays, minus one and a half. You parlay those two bad boys up. You're going to get right around plus 415 odds, and we will meet you with that ticket at the pay window sometime this evening. I'm not too sure because who knows how long these games will go. But there you have it. The TTL Cruise, best bets of the day once again for this beautiful Tuesday of bets, July 27th, 2021. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day in whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All right, let's keep it moving right along here, my friends. We have just a bit more to go and wrap things up for today's first half of today's show. Moneyline Dice Roll is the remaining segment of the day. Coming off a 2-0 day, if you missed it at the top of the show, the dice are hot. Now officially 39-36-1 on the TTL pod. So without further ado, it's time to bring in those highly touted cubicle objects for the matchup between the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies Mm -hmm. and dive into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get after it. All right, partner, as always, I get the uh, viewing, uh, the additional viewing quality here going so they can see the dice on the screen. All righty. Get my producer hat on, if you will, as I do so, and get our kind guest out here on set. Could you please tell us where is this game being played? Who uh, is the favorite? Who's the dog? What do we got a total at? Any outstanding storylines? Who's my pitcher? I need to know, partner, and so do these kind folks, and so do the dice before they give us their selection. So as you do that, I get everything set up, and I'll see you and you in just a few moments. Alrighty. so as my partner mentioned, we are in Philadelphia today for the Nationals and Phillies. The Nationals are going to be rolling out Eric Fetty on the mound today. He is a right-hander with a 488 ERA on the season. He's got an 8.1 ERA here in the month of July. He has been undoubtedly one of the most unpredictable pitchers on the year. This month alone, he's got actually the four straight losses here for the Nationals. Six runs allowed, three runs allowed, six runs runs allowed, and zero runs allowed. So he is incredibly unpredictable. Not sure what we're going to get from him today. That has been a very consistent trend all season long. Just absolute unpredictability. But on the mound for the Phillies is Matt Moore, left-hander, and uh, Holy fucking shit. Quick, Holy quick, fast, shit. and in a hurry. 
Ah, fuck. All right, now before Jeez. I get wild here, but wow, continue. All right, well, sorry, I'm impressed with myself. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I don't know how I did that. All but right, it's, continue. I'll make it please. quick. I'll no, make it hey, quick. Please. I was going on my long spiel just because it's please? been a little longer lately. Carry on, okay, my friend. Okay. Please. But no. I still got a little bit to set okay, up. Okay. But the uh, the old the video is going. All so right. Continue All right. on, please. All righty. So Matt Moore lefty for the Phils. Five point seven nine ERA today coming into this game. He has been uh, started the season as a reliever. Now has been making some starts, going at least four innings the last four games. Phillies are actually four and one in his last five starts, despite him coming in with a five seven nine. ERA here in the month of July. Um, at home, he has a 7.91 ERA, so absolutely no idea what we're going to get from these pitchers. That's a big reason why we're letting the dice decide it. Uh, the Phillies are coming in as the home favorites here, minus 125. Let's make sure I got that consistent. 126 here, uh, and the Nationals plus 108. Phillies obviously pulled off that walk-off win last night in an exciting game. And we might see another one today. Minus one and a half. We've got the Phillies at plus 142 with the Nats plus one and a half at minus 172. The over-under is set at ten and a half. And the Phillies are getting the public money and the full money. 64% of bets, 54% of the money. While the under is getting 98% of the money. While the bet slips are 51% for the over. So the big money coming in on the under under 10 and a half and the public and the sharps are on the Phillies money line partner and we uh, appear to be just about ready huh oh we are uh, more than just about ready if you are so ready yourself and would like to assume position as usual I love uh, how you always break down and then get into a couple uh, quick updates there on the old phone and then assume might position. have some breaking news partner I uh, might have just saw that myself as well uh, with that being said as I was getting everything set up for the first time live on your screen Excuse me, July 27th, 2021. The Moneyline Dice are now live on your screen, ladies and gentlemen, and here, here they are. No delay today, so let's get right on into it. Let's rock and roll. Delay, today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Hey, you know this game's being played in Philly, so sure are is. we taking the home team fighting Phils or the away team Natitude Nats, baby? We find out all in three, in two, in one. Away team Nats. Away team Nats. Upset special, says the dice unofficially. Second roll. Money line or ATS plus one and a half. Three, two, one. Money line. Nice little bouncer, but that's a money line. Money line. So, first unofficial selection from the money line dice. Washington Nationals, money line. Will they be doubling down? Well, they need a little extra screen time, just like yesterday. Three extra rolls Yikes. it took these dice to be able to go 2-0. and oh. Hey, I'm not complaining if they go 2-0. Oh. That's fair. That's but for the third fair. and final wild card of wild card roll, the final roll, where are we going? Let us know, dice, in three, in two, in one. Home money line. All right. Hey, you said it. If they're going 2-0, and oh, they can roll as many times as they want, well, just about. Maybe pre not every Preferentially. Time. All right, so first roll back to it. Home or away, and shoot. Another away. Away again. Now, once again, money line ATS. Money, money line. line once again. Okay, dice. All right. No more screwing us around. Wild card roll. Once again. The under, under 10 and a half, buying into that big, big money. All right, my friends. Well, there you have it. There you see it. And you know the drill. 
The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight, no questions, no qualms, no gossip, no drama. Lock in right now per the money line dice coming off of a 2 0 day. Washington Nationals money line and the under 10 and a half. 10 and a half runs. Thank you for the assist, Park. Of course. And thank you for the assist on your picks, Moneyline Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Uh, just so you guys can see there, and uh, mind my, uh, I still have yet to fix my carrying case, just so you guys can quickly oh, see. Uh, I have yet to fix that bad boy, but just so you can quickly see up on the screen, there's Moneyline Dice, the carrying case you get. Uh, super, super dope product. We uh, actually were using the Moneyline Dice before we even brought them on the show, before we even started podcasting any of that stuff. We love these, and uh, then we decided to partner with them, uh, help make the TTL sports media brand and the TTL pod bigger and better. So, hey, if you guys want to support us, support TTL Sports Media, and also start cashing tickets because the all-knowing Moneyline Dice, who are 39-36-1 on the TTL pod, may I remind you, we make it super easy for you to do so. Either head on over to this episode's description, or you can go to the TalkingTheLine.com website while you're perusing there. This episode's description has the MoneylineDice.com website link. You can hit that, and then you also see the offer code TTL10, TTL10, right down there in the description. You enter that at checkout, get 10% off your first order, start rolling along with us, or just go to the Our Partners tab on the TalkingTheLine.com website. You'll see the MoneylineDice.com logo, and you'll also see some instructions below the Moneyline Dice logo. So uh, read those instructions, proceed on through, and uh, get your own set of Moneyline Dice. Start rolling with the crew. Let's cast some doggone tickets. We'll see you guys and the Moneyline Dice at the pay window this evening. Thank Once again, dice. thank you, Dice. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, as always, put our kind guest back to bed. See y'all later. Let me, as always, once again, in addition, put back on my producer hat just quickly and briefly. Man, I, hey, toot my own horn right now. Can't believe I got that done that quick. That blew my mind. <laughs> Absolutely blew my mind. Gave me a nice little shocker. All as right. As far as you, you not know, just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> not that you weren't able to get it going in, in, in time or any time ever. No, no, it's okay. It's been uh, quite the pain in the ass as of late, but that does it for today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. That transition always freaks me out. I don't know if it does it live on YouTube or in the recorded version. However, that transition always blows my mind if you guys see it. But that all being said, that does it for the first half of today's show. TTL Pod episode 89 is a wrap for all of the best bets, the analysis, the special play, the money line dice roll, all of that good stuff. We got nothing else to dish out to you on that front. So if you're one of the kind, degenerate folks that just stops by the first half of the show for all of that aforementioned nonsense, and you're about to head on out of here, get your Tuesday started, well, hey, we hope you have a spectacular rest of that Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. We'll meet you at the pay window tonight. You know the drill. Let's cash some damn tickets, but don't stay away too long. Make sure you make it on around the bend for tomorrow's show, The Big 9-0, episode 90 of the TTL pod, coming up right on episode 100 that we will be doing something special for. Not going to tell you quite yet, but make sure you're locked and loaded to that one as well. But as for now, 
We'll see you back tomorrow on episode 90 of the TTL pod because we need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So have a terrific rest of your Tuesday and we'll see y'all later. But for the rest of you sticking around for the second half of today's show, it's time to get hot and heavy. It's time to get thick and juicy. It's time to go where far few other sports media outlets can go. Partner, let's remove the filter. Let's kick it on back just a wee bit. Talk a whole bunch of shit and get into the second half of today's show with today's. Rants and reactions, my friend. We are live, ready to rock and roll. I cannot wait to get into today's rants and reactions. We got plenty to talk about. So, folks, go get your fresh cup of coffee, yes, liven up, get ready to go here because it is time to get back in prime time. And we uh, have plenty to discuss and plenty to talk about. First things first, ladies and gentlemen, we know you've been dying to hear it for quite some time. So, I'm going to take it here first. My partner didn't expect me to take it here first, but fuck it. The announcement has been made, ladies and gentlemen. The appearance to training camp we have all been waiting for has officially happened. It has come to our attention that the PJ, that's the private jet for you simpletons, has landed in Cheesehead country, and the man, the myth, the legend of the Green Bay Packers QB12 is back, ladies and gentlemen. I should not be that damn excited as a fan of the Chicago Bears. I have not much to say it, but ladies and gentlemen, you can see if you're watching live, my partner has turned his mouse pad into a Green Bay Packers bib. He has been beaming with excitement since the news came out, and it was official yesterday afternoon, and he will not stop talking about it. So, for the second time on this show today, I'm going to yield. I'm going to step back. I got nothing bad to say, because good for you guys, good for the legend, damn for the NFC North. Partner, please indulge me and indulge all of us. How do you feel? about your man QB12 Aaron Rodgers back in the green and gold. I mean, I'm obviously juiced, man. It's an interesting range of emotions because I have been uh not really pressing the panic button this summer. There was uh it was on the table on draft day when the news first started really rumbling about I had the panic button out on the table, but then we got through the draft day, said, okay, okay, I feel like we would have had a trade there during draft time if there was going to be one at all. So I'm feeling juiced. I say there's a mixed range of emotion because, as we mentioned yesterday, this might be the last season. Uh, the way the agreement or whatever is coming out, uh, so to speak, that's coming out, uh, looks like he might have a decision that he can void the contract after this year. But, uh, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, who knows if they run it back. I don't know. We're not going to speculate on that. But uh, I'm juiced, man. I've been saying it. I said it yesterday. I just need some type of closure that this might be the last time I watch my man. Because he's been my quarterback since I was about uh, 13 years old, and I don't know anything other than watching Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So I don't know what I would have done with myself. I, uh, you know, I want to have confidence in the Jordan Love era, but uh, 
having not seen him play a single down in the NFL, let alone put pads on on an NFL Sunday, it's hard for me to have confidence in someone to take over for a guy who's had us in the NFC Championship in back-to-back years. And not to mention, we're returning uh, either 20 or 21 of our starters from last season. So I have all the high hopes in the world. Uh, Going to be interesting to see. Apparently, Randall Cobb might be a part of this agreement, getting him back into the building, which I'm not, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Like, if he wants him there, great. He's not going to hurt the team. I don't think it's going to, you know, add us any wins by any means by that anyways. But hey, man, getting the band back together at least a little bit. I uh, tweeted it out kind of jokingly yesterday. Let's drag Jordy off the farm. Let's get James Jones off NFL Network. Let's get Brian Balaga, TJ Lang, and get the whole band back together. But uh, hey, I'm Juice, man. Uh, Devontae Adams talks could remain, uh, could resurface, could pick back up for his contract extension talks now that we know what the hell is going on this season. So. I'm ready for the NFL season, man. Nonetheless, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been, uh, I'm just glad all this bullshit is over. If I'm being honest, that's what I'm most happy about. I don't know that all the bullshit is over. Well, but for now, for the time, for now, day. for yeah, now. They, yeah. The dumpster fire that has been the green Bay until Packers next, over the course until of next month. off season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's probably going to come around. And if we're being honest, I mean, I talked about Andrew Brandt yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was obviously on the Pat McAfee show. If you watched that, um, he talked about exactly what I talked about even more. So I was even, I was even more juiced to hear him talk about it more in depth. And that honestly sounds like the best way to go is kind of that, that Brady situation where they let him play it out. He got that ring and uh, then, Hey, head on over to Tampa Bay. Now he's doing what he's doing in Tampa Bay. But all that being said, I fuck as much as I hate to say it. I think a Packers Super Bowl is potentially in the cards here this year. Yeah. I, I don't think, I know people are saying like, Oh now there's too many distractions. I don't think that's the case. I mean, he said it a while back and all of his Aaron teammates Rogers isn't that kind of guy. Right. And all of his team, it wasn't anything with the team or the coaches. I mean, they were ready for him to come back oh, yeah. or not. And same thing with him. I mean, they've got great relations, great relationships across the board. It'd be different if it was kind of a whole new team, but now we're in year three at Matt LaFleur. So I have uh, high hopes as far as that is concerned. The one thing I was thinking about to myself yesterday that I'm interested to see if it plays out like if you if you know or you really think that this might be his last season like at what point do you work Jordan Love into actual game time like obviously if it's push comes to shove do or die game or you know games on the line anything like that or a close game at all you're not gonna put him in but at what point when you especially if you're like hey we are we're this is definitely it. This is the last ride. At what point do you sprinkle Jordan Love in there to get him some playing time? That's the dynamic I'm really interested to see because, like I said, he hasn't even put pads on an NFL Sunday, let alone seen the field. And right. going back to Favre Rogers, uh, Favre's last season, you at least saw one instance where, and that was because of an injury mid-game for Favre, Rogers came in and, uh, you know, he wasn't MVP Rogers, but it was like, hey, we might actually have something with this kid. And, we just haven't seen that from Jordan Love to give me any type of confidence in that. So I'm interested to see that coming forward this year. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Actually, that is a really interesting point to think about is that when do you plug and play Jordan Love? Is there a certain spot like, fuck, is it one drive in the third quarter right. when, when you got a big like, lead? No, that, that seems awkward as hell. Yeah, like Maybe so, it's just whenever you're kicking someone's ass. I don't know. Yeah, that uh, that is an interesting thought to think about. I never really... Uh, Cause I, 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 yeah, I went on like a 10 minute run yesterday and of course I was like, that was what I was thinking about the entire afternoon, that just the whole situation. And I was like, so at what point do we just sprinkle him in to actually like give someone a taste of, or give our fans a taste of what we got here? That's something to think about, but the resident Packer fan has given you and said his piece. 
His Green Bay Packers are now currently tied for third in the Super Bowl odds right now with the Beefalo Bills at plus 1,200 odds, paying out 12 to 1 with the Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers right above them and the uh, Kansas City Chiefers, as we all know, right above them, plus 500 and plus 650, respectively. Mm-hmm. So. That does it for Cheese Headland. If you're a fan of the Packers, wonderful woo-ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You Mer- were pretty uh, America. you were pretty woo-ha there a minute ago, man. I, I honestly like it, it <laughs> I, you know, even being a Bears fan, it, it does it does suck for the NFC North. But man, just just for the game of football, we, right. we need Aaron Rodgers. Right. We, we need Aaron Rodgers point blank period. So I, I'm I'm glad to see him. I, no doubt we'll see huge, huge games. And, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I might have to do just a tiny little sprinkling on the Packers to, to get the old Super Bowl done here this year. Right. And, uh, you know, to dive into your Bears for just a second, I mean, uh, yeah, you do. You, got, you guys seem to have high hopes and I, I'm not poo-pooing that by any means. But as far as Super Bowl chances, uh, you know, I'm not I'm going to, you know, put a damper on that. So I don't I don't think like Aaron Rodgers coming back says like damn we're totally screwed this season I don't think it really changes much there maybe I mean I don't like I said I don't know what we would have seen from the Packers without Aaron Rodgers so maybe you could have got a win or two there but aside from that I mean you you guys still have other things to be uh you know optimistic about this season yeah that's uh that's very true but uh I think Vikings fans are probably kicking themselves the most here this season big time yeah big time big time big time but uh yeah if Randall Cobb ends up uh Going back to Green Bay, that's kind of part of this whole deal. It seems like if by some random chance the Bears trading Anthony Miller to Houston (laughs) triggered this whole fucking domino effect of Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay and they win a damn Super Bowl... That's the most bears thing out of the and bears thing I've ever And then he's like, fuck it, heard. let's run him back. And then win again. And then Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Just easy does it now, pal. You just got him back in the door. Four more years. You just got him back in the door. <laughs> Calm down. All right, there we go. There's the Packers news. Mr. Magnuson has uh, gotten his time. Let's keep it moving right along. Um, speaking of the Bears, a little bit of news. I don't know really why. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I didn't like him in Detroit. I didn't really like him in Pittsburgh all too much. Um, talking about Jesse James, apparently the Bears picked him up uh, on a one-year deal. I don't know why we needed to add to the tight end room. Um, obviously, you got Jimmy Graham. He's uh, playing pretty, pretty, pretty limited amount of snaps this year. I do kind of forecast. I do believe. Right. However, he's still plug and playable. And Cole Komet, I was, if you know me personally, I was poo-pooing him all preseason, all preseason. And you know, last year, you mean? Yeah. And you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of me being. I don't want to, yeah, I'm a hater. I, I just don't like Notre Dame. I just don't like <laughs> Notre Dame. I'm sorry. We'll get into that as the college football season rolls around. I'm not wasting time on that today, but I just wasn't very high on him, especially with some of the receptions he had in his last two seasons. It, it just, it, it wasn't something I was buying into. And then he shocked the absolute piss out of me and I've changed my set. I am a Cole Komet believer. He is, he's incredibly dominant. He looks way, way bigger than I thought he would on the football field. So big fan of him. Yeah. But why add Jesse James to the tight end room? Yeah, I don't know. Last couple of off seasons, they've just kind of been hoarding these tight ends and it's almost like just trying to find, you know, give us 10 tight ends and we'll find three that we like enough to be on a roster. I don't know. And the most he would be is a plug and play option. And that's what he was in Detroit last year. And he didn't do shit behind Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson. So 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the whole rationale is there. But hey, Bears fans, we got us a new tight end. All right, here we go. Uh, keep it moving. We heard the news, told you guys last week, Michael Thomas uh, is going to be out for the first half of the season, maybe first three quarters of the season. Who knows after uh, having ankle surgery. Uh, Brandon Cooks, obviously out of there. Uh, don't have him as that option. Um, there's not a whole lot, a bunch of good. Sanders um, obviously was there last year, Manuel Sanders. He's out of there as well. Not a real good option either. So what do the Saints do? They look to a former Patriot. Try and fill a little bit of void. The Saints are bringing in Chris Hogan to uh, try and fill some of that void there. Uh, obviously, they also have uh, number 10 at wide receivers, third-year guy. Cannot think of his name right now, but I can see his face. Uh, he's a good flex player, good bench player yeah, to have. Sure. I uh, can't think of his name. Either way, uh, going to be a bit of a, not a bit of a, a lot of a question mark here in uh, New Orleans comes this season. You got yeah. Jameis Squinston. What capacity are you going to throw in Taysom Hill? That wide receiver room seems to be all all sorts of messy now at this point in time of course you're gonna have akbr right i'm not sure who's backing him up this year i will soon find out once i dive into that chapter of mm-hmm. the sharp football analysis book you're welcome warren for another free plug um but yeah, outside you of that, a free book man but uh i'm yeah. telling you at this point in time <laughs> son of a bitch but uh yeah, but yeah pulling chris hogan out of the pll he's been in the lacrosse league lately uh this past Get year he's got a lacrosse that. background he played in college and now he's uh wow how about and that's that? uh, one of the reasons apparently bill belichick liked him because bill belichick's a big lacrosse guy but he's uh, scrappy we i didn't see a lot of buzz about it but uh Speaking of the Saints, Chad Ochocinco yesterday, I don't know if it was on Twitter or if he said it out you know, on a podcast or anything, but he was like, hey, I still got something left in the tank. I'll play for free while Michael Thomas is until Michael Thomas gets back. Just give me a uh, just what did he say? Just give me uh, some meal tickets and a room to sleep in or something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't put it by Chad Oso. He's athletic as hell because dude. he's that. That's number one. And then at his age, he still continues to defy the odds. Right. Even though he got knocked down in that boxing match, he put on a terrific show. Sure. And I would not mind, as I would tend to believe. 90% give or take of the NFL fan base would love to see Chad Ochocinco in some gold and black. Are you fucking kidding me? At I don't the same even time, care no. what he does. You're he, not wrong. He can do one slant over the middle, get blown the hell up. I'm all right with that. You know, I got to see Chad Ochocinco back on the field again. I agree with you there. I think maybe this might be the wrong team, though, because they've got a lot of shit that they're already trying to figure out. And that might that be, is true. That might be a giant distraction that they yeah, got to overcome. Yeah, that might be a though. giant but, uh, distraction to have. That yeah, is probably not true. happening. But, uh, they, you know, there's got to be at least one team hey. that's willing to take that distraction. Who knows? Hey, it's worth the hot take about. Who knows sure. uh, Who knows if uh, we'll see Chad Ochocinco playing for free early <laughs> on. Free. I Taking wish I knew exactly too. what he said. But he's like, yeah, just give me some, something in a room to sleep in. That's all I need. McDonald's, probably just yeah. a whole bunch of McDonald's. That's all he needs. Well, there you go. There you have it. That's the latest updates news coming out of the NFL. Um, nothing else too crazy as of yet. I'm sure shit is coming out, popping out. Um, I know everybody's starting to. It looks like uh, the AFC East has all fully reported to training camp here yep. today. Uh, last I saw, the Jets were the final one to report and uh, just got the report that Zach Wilson, everybody has showed up for that. Uh, so we got uh, training camps officially underway, everybody coming out. So with that being said, we had a little conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. And we've been having a lot of conversation with uh, other handicappers in the industry. And, you know, 
baseball's a pain in the fucking ass. It is. Like, it's a pain in the fucking really ass. Is. Because you watch us here for 45 minutes, give or take, uh, for the first half of the show, and dissect every pitching matchup, every first five, every trend, ATS. I, you, you hear us give you the analysis and insights. We don't just... Uh, I like the Orioles first five plus a half and yeah, you should lock it in. You don't hear that here. So for us to have the record and be doing like we have been doing, it's just in a point blank period. It's just, it's just unacceptable. We didn't start to do, to have that record. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you can point blank period still go onto our action apps is what we always tell you to go there. Also didn't tell you follow me at cash underscore with Colt and talking the line at talking the line, no space, no space dashes no nothing we you can go back both me and max you can go back college basketball absolutely destroyed it nba destroyed it mm -hmm. nfl destroyed it yeah the action college app, i think football, we got to the playoffs with the action app so probably not a sample not, size on there not, but. not the best sample size but we had great season because we yeah. hadn't downloaded the action app right. at that point yet we were just kind of dipping our toes in right. the game and then college football absolutely killed it. You reminded me, and we had a conversation about this today. You had like a 8, 9, 10, 11, potentially 12 game. It was like game, 11, 12, 13, something like that. Bowl game run. Right. I mean, it, it, it's insane because what we're able to do in those sports is that you're able to see lines. And part of handicapping is you pick up on certain lines and trends and and kind of continue to play on those same lines, but notice the position that those lines are cashing amongst millions of other things to become successful now in all those aforementioned sports you can start to pick up those trends maybe through the first one two weeks you gotta you gotta lose a little bit just to figure out some things here and there and then it's smooth sailing you might have one bad day in between 15 7 and 2 9 and 1 8 no days who knows mm -hmm. whatever the case might be but mlb it just is not the same. It's not. It is not the same. You can you, you, you I have literally wrote down odds, picked down picked out odds, looked out odds, reached out for help, said, "Yeah, that that's a great way to check some stuff out." Started doing that and I'll play the same odds and they lose. I don't I don't understand baseball and and the worst part about it is we talked about this two partners that hey, we've been playing baseball almost our whole life we've been watching mlb yep. almost uh, almost our whole life and not to mention i have never known more about starting pitching rotations every reliever in a lineup i know every lineup up and down i know what their injured list is i have never known this much about the mlb and for me to have the record that i am i'm disgusted yeah. i'm pissed so it's kind of the uh, the beauty of baseball, uh, aside from gambling, that absolutely anything can happen and anything can change at any point in a game. A team can be getting their ass kicked for eight straight innings and then a couple swings at the bat and it's flipped. Much Whereas, like the Phillies last night. Right, and that's the crux Much of it like from a gambling Mariners perspective. Whereas in, uh, in NBA and NFL, the time runs out. Or football, basketball, the time runs out. And, you know, a team can't flip an entire game script in and you with know, five those, seconds. with those time run out there's more strategy that plays into right. it which is why there's plus six and a half and plus eight and a half right. in basketball games because that's generally where those games end where mm -hmm. those those games those are key numbers so you tend you tend to see those you see those things but that all being said we're just kind of getting tired of getting raked through the freaking coals on this mlb season and even um, just going even yeah, just even. That's that's not what we're not here to. We're here to take all the monies. We're here yeah. to take all the monies. And we look back. 
We got the seasons coming right around the corner. All right. We ain't going to bitch about it. We ain't going to moan about it. We ain't going to complain about it. What we're thinking about doing, not confirmed, not 100% yet, but it might be destiny, folks. Tomorrow marks exactly 32 days until the start of the NFL regular season. It was 32 like podcast days. Okay. (laughs) 32 podcast days, not Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, yep. 32 TTL podcast days until the start of the NFL regular season. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, there were 32 NFL teams in the NFL. So the only logical explanation and thing I believe we should do, and if you guys are okay with it, we'll go right on ahead. We'll still dish out some picks. We'll still dish out everything in between. We'll obviously still make a few here and there. Mm-hmm. But we won't waste any time with any of the analysis or insights that we have behind those specific ones. Then potentially, this is all just, you know, out here potentially happening. We will break down for each of the next 32 podcast days, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. And going all the way down to the... I'm going to guess Washington football team. I would probably say Washington football team. We'll break down each individual one. We'll look at their team. We'll look at the roster. We'll look at the cap. We'll look at their win totals. We'll look at potential bets that you should make on this team. We'll look at the open markets already for some of their early week games, if anything is of value there. Mm -hmm. We'll dive into some fantasy. We'll talk about guys we might be picking up, guys you should be targeting, potential spots that they will fall within drafts or positionings if we think they'll be an RB2, wide receiver one. You know the drill if you've been around the tables at fantasy football at any point in your life. So, you know, the buzz is starting to happen. We're getting right around the corner. We love NFL and... You know, we don't want to say we're jumping ship on the MLB, but it has been quite the rough season, if I do say so. And generally by now, we have got the trends and everything figured out. Right. We might just have to save all that figuring out for next year because (laughs) I don't know at what point these trends are going to snap or going to not. And and it's just not us. It's not us, folks. You can look around the entire landscape of professional handicappers right now and Breaking even is about as best as it gets. Nobody's blowing the doors off. Nobody is blowing the doors off. And if you see one day where somebody went 8-0, that is one day, and I suggest you scroll through their entire Twitter page before you just start tossing money into some mm. VIP program because MLB is way too fickle to be to, – to, it's too damn fickle. It's just too damn fickle. It is what it is. So all of that encompassing just wanted to kind of tell you guys about that we might be having uh, just a new update to the show come come tomorrow who knows it seemed like destiny 32 podcast days 32 nfl teams obviously we'll still bring you mlb bets might uh, be just a little bit lighter maybe one two three four picks and that's it all the way across from the board i don't know and not to mention the uh the old buzz around the uh the big league that everyone knows and loves is starting to pick up this week and i think it's only going to pick up more and more especially now that the nba and nhl finals are over with it's just baseball and you know people are diehard baseball fans but even those guys you know they still want the football man and yeah, uh yeah yeah 
So something I, flipped this week, and the buzz is uh, the buzz is picking up. Yeah, so I believe that's the direction we will be headed in. We'll let you guys know for sure. And uh, I mean, I'm getting excited just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, so. and uh, so I think that might be the direction. We got a little discussing too, a little bit of planning. Obviously, everything that goes on behind the scenes sure. you guys don't get to see. So we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll see what we're doing. But uh, the more I talk about it, and the more I think about it, yeah, I'm still I'll still dish out some picks, no question. But Man, oh, man, I want to get into the NFL mm-hmm. season so bad. And, hey, why not let's make us all better betters, better fantasy players, and just more knowledgeable about the NFL? Sure. Why not make us all together? So we'll see. But that does it for the NFL. We covered all types of shit, and now you know what might be coming and changing to the TTL pod. <clears throat> Quickly, uh, let's make a pit stop by the Olympic Village. Tokyo Summer Games. Uh, We got just a few things to talk about here. Uh, Last night, the U.S. Women's National Team, or it might have been this morning, uh, U.S. Women's National Team, not exactly sure how all that works. I actually made that comment to you. I do not know how in the fuck all of this is working. I don't know what is real, what is not. I don't know what's streamed, what's live. I don't know what was last week, what was two months ago, and what's upcoming, and (laughs) it's just potentially AI. Where are you watching all of it then? Just well, online streams? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, NBC, different things. I okay. mean, but there's just so much shit going on all so over the place. On, yeah. And for instance, I made a gold medal bet last night because it said it started at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I have to wait to find out until Sunday, <laughs> this upcoming Sunday, <laughs> well, if that bet look forward to now. So it's very confusing. That all being said, I'm still hammered in. I'm still bet on it, so going to have some blast. So we'll talk about that just a little bit here. Um, the U.S. Women's National Team, Zero zero tie. Um, I gotta say it because it's it's just a common trend. Screw VAR. Everybody has been talking about VAR nonstop. Like Alex uh, uh, Alex Morgan last night got screwed yet again mm-hmm. on a goal. Uh, it just is what it is. Could have been a one zero win, but uh, nonetheless, we don't have to worry about the tie because the U.S. Women's National Team is moving on to the KO round. So we will see them in the KO round. Not to worry. Huge news last night coming out of the pool. 17-year-old Lydia Jacoby mm-hmm. gets the world record last night in the women's 100-meter breaststroke and beats out Lily King in her own race. This young lady turned on the burners in the back 50, held the back 25. She yeah. closed the gap no and question. got the win. I mean, it was absolutely impressive. And if you didn't see her hometown in Alaska, absolutely going fucking bananas. It's awesome, dude. I suggest you uh, check it out. You can find it on the NBC Sports, hashtag Tokyo Olympics, whatever you want. You, It's it's all over there. I'll watch as many of those reactions as I can because we didn't talk about it. But last uh, this past weekend, there was a guy, I think it was Tunisia, the country, and it was he was like 18 year old and he was like the eighth qualifier and same thing he knocked out the win and there was a video of his family back at home losing their mind and it was amazing dude and that's what i live for these olympics dude yeah it's good stuff because it just it makes it more real like Mm -hmm. these are real human beings and she's only 17 years old man to achieve something like that and knock off lily king of all people 
I mean, that's absolutely electric. Uh, other big news, another gold for the U.S. of A. Carissa Moore takes home gold in the first ever women's surfing in the Summer Games. Love absolutely it. awesome. Um, the men's didn't fare so well in surfing. Um, I, I should have wrote this down. Uh, Ferreria is his last name. I do know that. Brazilian, you know me and my Brazilians coming from the right. UFC. Uh, he took home gold in the first ever men's surfing competition in the Summer Games. So great for those two guys but we got another one on the board for the good old motherland uh hopefully we uh we can continue to pile those up because yeah, no kidding but also is it just me or does this this is how it like it kind of consistently happens like one country comes out super super hot and they put up a bunch of medals in the usa like lingers around second or third and then as we get into like the second week of the olympics usa just turns on the gas and it sounds just familiar. they pull away yeah that sounds right i, I just i don't know because it's like every four years yeah, obviously no. right so i can't really remember but i, I feel know. like that's how that happens because we're like right. we're like in second or third right now in gold medal count so are we really yeah yeah we're not oh, really? we're, we're not number one by any stretch of the terms oh. but i feel like and, and it's by a, a sizable margin really? it's pretty nice yeah well last night too a, a couple of upsets happened so i mean yeah i don't know yeah, but I, I've been, I feel uh, like we turn it on late yeah no kidding i've been uh i was watching some u.s men's beach volleyball and they got a nice upset win in the round uh not even elimination round but it was still a big upset i think i'm gonna sure. be uh watching a lot of beach volleyball man yeah it's definitely uh definitely fun to watch but we won't waste any time there there's not any uh anything really coming right. up crazy on that yet uh but some big news came out this morning uh simone biles exited the um the women's gymnastics the uh team event uh with an apparent injury uh later came out just here very recently in her uh post game post olympic whatever interview right. you want to say um she had just been kind of struggling mentally um just it, it was just a, a lot of pressure and you know, I, I I think that's incredibly strong of her to come out and say, "Hey, yeah. it was, I really wasn't injured. It was just I needed I just I needed to go away. I just wasn't feeling myself. I just that uh, was done. I was done for today." Right. You know, that's that's awesome for her. And you know, it's kind of crazy. And I didn't really see a lot of hate. I'm sure there was people bashing her and like, cause she, cause she she wasn't herself. Right. And obviously, she wasn't herself. She stumbled a little bit, this and that. But the thing is, is even with her doing all of that, she was still so perfect that she was still the best right. competitor in the singles. So, hey, whatever whatever happens, you know, USA settles for silver. Obviously, we would have loved to uh, see gold. Um, ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee, gets the uh, gold medal this right. year. But is what it is, you know, that's always one we like to set. Yeah. But, hey, question I ask you, did... Did she or did we set the two, uh, bar too high for Simone Biles? I would say the uh, you know the general media, yeah, I would say so. I mean, she doesn't owe anybody anything either. She could stop right now and be the goat of all time. She's fantastic, and I mean, like you said, there wasn't too much backlash. I think the media, we as a public and the media especially, are starting to realize that these athletes, as much as they seem superhuman sometimes, are still just very human. And, uh, you know, we kind of saw a lot of backlash for Naomi Osaka, who did something as far as not trying to talk to the press a while back. And that, maybe that kind of paved the way as far as alleviating some of the future backlash. Um, I would say the approval rating for Simone Biles as a public is still so high that, uh, you know, the world is just going to be like, damn, you know, you do what you got to do. And, uh, of course, we all hope she's great. So, yeah, I, I think the media and the public is starting to realize that these these people are human, and if if it ain't right, you know, you got to take some time and get yourself right. So, good absolutely, for her. I agree with you, uh, one hundred and fifty percent. Another Olympic update here: USA women's softball lost it. 
gets silver in the uh, in the gold medal game. They lost to Japan after the 2-1 walk-off. They started it off early, came out hot, early triple, early couple runs, and then uh, that is all she wrote. So another silver up on the board for the good old U.S. of A. Uh, hey, speaking of which, how about a little betting update here? What do we got rocking and rolling as, uh, as far as today goes? Um, just quickly, I'll actually take a look here on the Olympic. Uh, while you're doing stream. that, mention the gold medal count. We are leading in the full medal count. All three medals combined, 25 with China, 21, Japan, 18. That don't 18. matter. I need the gold. Gold medal, we got nine. Japan's got 10 right now. So does China also has nine. So, Yeah, I feel like it's usually pretty uh like you Pretty said, close. still haven't dove, did, uh, still haven't gotten into uh, track and field yet, so that's still coming down the pipe. I don't know when well, that let's is. See, so we got uh, a little bit of beach volleyball going on right now. Uh, some women's soccer groupie, nobody, none of ours. Uh, we got archery badminton happening uh, during the day. We got a little uh, equestrian team action going okay. on. Okay. Uh, don't know what's happening there. A little bit of rugby happening today oh, in baby. the afternoon on USA weightlifting. Again, more. Uh, more equestrian happening in the afternoon. The gold medal game softball is televised again on NBC Sports. Looks like uh, USA men's basketball is playing Iran tonight. That seems like it should be an easy win. Minus 39 and a half favorites. I don't even say that, dude. They were like 22 and a half point favorites yeah, in their saying. last game. Um... Other than that, a little boxing, judo, taekwondo, yet again, uh, you got men's uh, plus 80 kilogram and women's plus 67. And then uh, this evening, that's kind of tended to be when things get really popping right around 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you got gymnastics, swimming, some more stuff going on. USA is facing uh, Switzerland in the men's pool C for beach volleyball on USA. Uh, we got women's basketball facing Nigeria, uh, Group B for basketball. And then we got a little bit of rowing, some single, double, and quad skulls for rowing uh, at 7 p.m. this evening on uh, the CNBC That channel. one's never done it for me. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, you know, never uh, really done it for me either. It's well, just kind of open water and a big old boat. Yep. But, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Let's, uh, That's it. There we have it. So, um I put some out yesterday, but uh, if I find anything as a value, I, I, I'll obviously put it out. Um, went 0-2, and then uh, the other two that I put out are still out for debate. Right. Not, not sure how that's going to shake out. So we'll keep pumping out bets. We'll keep pumping out updates, everything like that. We got the whole next month to look forward to of Olympic nonsense. Let's keep it moving briefly right along. Speaking of the Olympics, no golf this week out of the PGA, but we do have some Olympic golf. So Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time is when all that action goes off. So make sure if you're betting the good old U.S. of A, make sure you get your bets hammered in before 5.30 p.m. Central tomorrow. I'm ready for some primetime golf. Yeah, that uh, that's going to be top <laughs> notch. Uh, kicking the feet up in the evening and uh, watching some primetime golf. Absolutely. How about the world of MMA? A little bit of UFC, a little Let's bit of go boxing, uh, everything in between. Nothing crazy to talk about. One reminder, this upcoming Friday's show, that is going to be episode number 92 of the TTL pod, July 30th, 2021, Correct. the MLB trade deadline as well. We're going to be kicking off the second half of the show as we do on every Friday show. But if you haven't been here before, with the full UFC Fight Night card breakdown, we have Hall versus Strickland this upcoming weekend and another loaded Fight Night card. They just keep outdoing themselves, them being the UFC, 
and keep making these PPVs less than desirable. Right. So we need to flip-flop that, or maybe not at all, and uh, just make the free fights even better. That's fine by me. Sure. Uh, but outside of that, coming up on Friday's show, an, an announcement come out yesterday, and no official date set yet. I told you a few weeks back, I did not want to see this damn fight. Right. I didn't want it to happen again. There was no reason in hell for it to happen again. But Kamar Usman versus Colby Covington has been scheduled the rematch for sometime in November. It will be headlining. It will be the main event for UFC 268. I'm not a fan of it. I really could care less about this fight. Kamaru already did his work to Covington one time. There was never a point in time in that fight that I thought, oh, Covington might have this round. There was never a point in time. There's no reason for them to run this fight back. There's plenty of other guys in line that could fight Kamaru before you make a rematch with anybody else that he's already fought. Eh, this, This is... This is stupid to me. I don't know if they think just because of who Covington is that this is going to bring a lot more buys than anybody right. else I don't would. Think so. um, but I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I I told you guys weeks ago that I don't want to see this fucking fight, and look what they did. They scheduled the son of a bitch. Right. So. Yeah, I, I have to imagine... You know, maybe Kuz or Kuzman, maybe Usman just wants to uh, shut him up one final time because one fight, you know, we've seen it. There are a lot of guys that are big talkers. One fight isn't enough to get them shut up. So maybe two ass whoopings. I well, don't know, man. It's shut up Jorge. That's for sure. Yeah, 100 percent. Shut up so. Jorge. But uh, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it by any any means. But you know me being the UFC guy. Got to cover it. Latest news coming out. Usman Covington to set for November headlining UFC 268. Nothing else major really going on. I'll dive into some uh, additional promotions. There might be some good fights coming up this week. I know I heard some rumblings uh, coming out of the PFL and then some rumblings coming out of Bellator. Actually, the heavyweight champ for one fighting championship. I totally forgot this. I cannot think of his name at the current moment. However, because Mr. Stipe Miocic has uh, taken up some qualms with the UFC and not getting an immediate rematch, he is uh, kind of teasing maybe a little transfer over to one championship Ooh. and has since been called out by the current heavyweight Ooh. king of the one championship division. Interesting. So we'll see what bubbles out there. I'll do a little bit more research on that. I don't know if Stipe makes the jump, but I also don't think Stipe gets a fight for quite some time in the UFC at right. heavyweight. So... It might be time for him to make that jump, but I'll let you guys know about it. Other than that, nothing crazy in the UFC or the world of MMA. I already talked about the NFL. All of that nonsense gave Mr. Magnuson his time to go on out about it. Can't talk about I didn't it. wear a Packers shirt talk today. About all days. <laughs> there you go. But uh, how about a little extra football? The minor league version, if you will, of mm-hmm. the NFL, NCAAF. Coming right around the corner as well. Week one, nine two, right around the bend, ladies and gentlemen. But other news came out right before the pod started here today. Oklahoma and Texas have officially inserted their request. Request their ah, uh, hey, we're fucking out of here, if you will, to the Big Twelve. It's official. Uh, looks like twenty twenty five is when we're going to be seeing it. Yep. Uh, that's kind of that's the date that came out. Uh, nothing super set in stone yet, but that's kind of uh, kind of where it, it looks. So uh, the the old OK and TX looked at the Big Twelve, said, "Hey, thanks for everything, but <laughs> we got we got." bigger yeah. fish to fry and oklahoma state's president doubled down on her like yo what the hell like you're breaking some tradition here you're hurting the state of oklahoma and uh 
too much money in our hands, pal. No, we got no questions about you pokes over there in uh, cowboy land. We don't care about you. Yeah, not uh, not too worried about it. But hey, what uh, what are you going to do? And if you truly need the Red River rivalry that bad, then schedule it. you can schedule the son of a gun. It's not that hard. Uh, but there you go. Okay, and Tex, out of the Big 12. Coming soon to a screen near you. <laughs> uh, quick, quick little MLB updates. Uh, quick, brief, and in a hurry. Uh, very quick to getting this episode wrapped up here. Uh, but before we do, first peg has fallen for the Chicago Cubs. Andrew Chafin is going to the Oakland Athletics. Second peg, technically, Jack Peterson. Jack, yeah, whatever. I'm not not too crazy about that. <laughs> well, but fair enough. Uh, as far as trade dead week, right? Um. He's out. I'm not too particularly disappointed in it. Relief pitchers are like gold this time of the year. He was starting to find a little bit of struggles as of late. Uh, He was damn good all season long, but he had started to hit that struggle bus, and I didn't have all too much faith in him anymore. He just kind of looked like he lost his swagger. And if, yeah, if a team's paying you more than a dollar on the price for him, then you're going to take that action. 150%. So there's that. Uh, If you haven't read my blog on my farewell, is this goodbye to the Chicago Cubs? Walk down memory lane from 2016 and uh, where I think we are at and where I see us going check it out on uh, talkingtheline.com you can read that but uh, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on everything Cubs and what the hell's going on there because it uh, looks like by the end of this week it's going to be entirely different Cubby team but speaking of the Cubs former Cubs manager Mm. Joe Madden has come out with a statement against his pride or about rather his Mm. pride and joy the dual threat, the pitcher and hitter, the Japanese import Shohei Otani. He has said no one is even close in the MVP race against Otani, and it's not even a question. Yeah. Straight from the horse's mouth, Joe Madden says uh, Shohei Otani is winning the MVP this year. So if you haven't got those tickets locked in, I suggest you go run to the window and do so. Yeah, no question. Because, I mean, he would be in the MVP conversation with Vlad if it was just him as a hitter. Yeah. And now you got him as the ace of the staff. It, I, I agree. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Yeah, I took one off the mouth, though, yesterday. Uh, weren't fading him against the Rockies, yeah. but I uh, thought we were yeah. going to be able to get it done. Actually, I think if Trevor Story gets that 377-foot warning track bomb yep. over the wall, that's an entirely different game. Uh, that... And then third inning on, it was just it's an entirely different game, and that ball goes over the wall. But nonetheless, yeah. brains of goldfish moving right along. Nothing else crazy MLB unless you saw any updates. No, I was looking at the odds for AL MVP. He's at minus 300, so you kind of missed your chance to lock missed, in. Uh, missed the boat, boys. Yeah. Uh, move it right along into the NBA hardwood briefly, quickly, right now, in a hurry. We uh, sent it out from the Talk in the Line Twitter yesterday. Big breaking update, but Giannis Valens, Jonas, Giannis, Honus, Hannes, however you want to say it, Valen. Valanchunas. Valanchunas, Valanchunas, however you want to say that as well, but it's Valanchunas. He has officially made a deal with NAP, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, We will be seeing Valanchunas in the red, navy, gold, and Uh whatever the hell else colors they are. Steven Adams over in uh, Memphis, and then uh, a little bit of a pick swap. Grizzlies get the 10th pick, so uh, yeah, interesting move, but uh, yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of buzz here. We got yeah, draft on week the street, coming up, though. my man. Draft, draft week is coming up, and word well, on it the is, street. It is here. The week. Uh, yeah, it's here. Um, with uh, 
all of this buzz, everything happening right now, mm -hmm. a lot of experts are saying this is fooey, but things don't come out for no reason whatsoever. Right. Maybe this might be a little bit of executive trying to push some pieces, but it has come out that the Oklahoma City Thunder offered Shea Gillius Alexander and their first round pick this year, the sixth pick overall, or I apologize. Uh, yes, their yep, sixth yep. overall pick to Detroit for the number one overall pick. And as we all anticipate, the number one overall pick being Cade Cunningham. Right. It's interesting, my man. Like you said, the experts are saying, I don't think so. Because if you were to make this trade, I mean, SGA, I'm a huge fan of his. If you're making that trade, you have to think that Cade Cunningham is going to be SGA and more, which, uh, you know, I like Cade Cunningham a lot, but I just don't know that there's the certainty of that because SGA's potential is rising, rising, rising. And, uh, yeah, the, it appears that it's going to be, uh, you know, a three, top three is going to be, uh, you know, serious value. So I don't think Detroit wanted the six pick apparently. But uh, like I said, unless you think SGA or unless you think Cade Cunningham has no chance of being SGA, uh, yeah, you would have to be uh, yeah, at least considering it. But uh, like you said, I'm, I'm wondering how valid it is. But that's uh, at least fun to talk about. No question about it. It definitely is. But uh, for now, we'll wait to see uh, where guys go. Who gets picked up? If Cade Cunningham goes number one overall, who knows? I think he is. But I hope the Detroit Pistons don't ruin him. But that does it for today's rants and reactions what has become my sidebar before i get into that partner what uh, you got going on here i see some breaking alarms happening breaking news for the chicago blackhawks our chicago blackhawks the blackhawks are in late stages of trade talks to acquire goalie mark andre fleury from the golden knights well, hot damn. I literally was reading. You didn't see my face. I was reading it as you uh -huh. said the Blackhawks. Wow. That's fucking huge. Had some goalie Mark issues. Andre? Hawks have had some goalie Mark issues. Mark Andre? Already made the trade for Seth Jones. Oh, that's huge. Hey, man. That's huge. Tired dude. of being uh, mediocrity the last few years. Got to get mean, back to the retooling phase. Since Crow, and even if you want to consider Crow, we haven't had a good goalie. Right. Period. Right. Period. So, damn, that's huge. Love that experience, baby. Wow. I love that a lot. That is top notch. All right. Well, hey, thank you for that breaking news, partner. Uh, what has become my brief pit stop before we wrap up every single show with my motivation minutes and uh, what kind of closes out the ransom reactions here? A little bit of a transition what national day is today well i'm so glad you asked because i got four of them and we do as a nation on july 27th 2021 first one i don't i don't want to get in any hot water or anything but i did want to mention it and if you've gone through this in your personal life and you've made it through that i'm so proud of you i'm i I'm grateful that I know you and that you made it through that. I am so glad to hear that you have. I don't want this to come off at all any weird in any way, but it is a national day today. It is National Love is Kind Day. Uh, so that is all for victims of domestic abuse and kind of recognizing that and uh, bringing that into the light. So if you have survived that, uh, awesome to hear. Moving on, the second national day of the day, National Scotch Day. If you know me, this is my day, baby. I might have to roll on over to the old corner spot over there. Get me a nice, some uh, nice bottle of some fine Irish scotch. We'll see what's going on. 
Seems pretty fitting for my man Aaron Rodgers. He's a big scotched guy. Well, that guy how camp about on that? Scotch day. But I do know that you will be not partaking. No, I'm not a scotch guy uh, myself. You cannot no. uh, touch that brown liquid. Not for me. For those of you who are dessert fans out there, it's National Creme Brulee Day. So go find you some of that wonderful creamy custard with a nice burnt sugar topping on top. And go enjoy some of it on National Creme Brulee Day. And last but certainly not least, it is National New Jersey Day. This is the day that New Jersey became the third state of the Union. Welcome to America, New Jersey, and happy New Jersey Day to all of you guys there over on the East Coast that enjoy the TTL pod. Those are all of the national holidays or days of today. I'm so glad you asked. Now you're more knowledgeable. That's all I got. But partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the soul, festering on the heart that to you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 89 of the TTL pod before we started this whole thing on this beautiful July 27th, 2021. Alrighty, so I'm going to steal this from a different podcast, sort of. I'm going to do it, ask you in a different way here. We talked about uh, some of our low-key favorite Olympic sports. Now, what I'm curious about is... If you had to pick one Olympic sport that you would actually be good at if you dropped everything and spent the next four years training for it, could be anything. What is your pick? Take me to the pool. I got two. Swimming's number one, but my only problem with that is I'm too fucking small. I, it's just not going to work against some of those guys that got 15-foot wingspans. Okay. It just don't work. I got like a two-foot wingspan. I, I don't even know what the hell this thing is. It's not very big. Okay. But I believe... I'm a I'm a fish, dude. I'm okay. I'm a I'm a fish out of the fucking water. So that being said, transfer me on over to the other event coming out of the old pool. We do a little Olympic diving. A little diving. I was okay. always I was always a dog on the board. Okay. I could do some. Okay. I could do a round off. I could do a gainer. I do a front flip. <laughs> a gainer at the Olympics. Well, well, I'm not saying that I would do a gainer at the Olympics. I'm saying what I could do on the diving board okay, okay, at this okay. current okay. present time. Hey, if man, you get a good I trained. Gainer. I would have to obviously learn how to hold my legs or hands underneath my legs with them bent behind me and do backflips and then dive in backwards. Obviously, I wouldn't do a random gainer, but I have seen guys do that like that before in like 15 backflips. Either way, sign me up for Olympic diving. If I dropped everything today and committed the rest of my life to an Olympic sport, Olympic diving. Diving, okay. I love the water. Give me badminton. Badminton. Give me badminton, baby. Wow. Next four years, give it to me. I've always liked badminton. I've got some, uh, you know, decent reflexes. So uh, they, it's been intense, though, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, badminton. <laughs> bad, I so, so it ain't just your, you know, grad party Sunday afternoon. Yeah, the way some of those guys are ripping that ball off. Like I used to play pretty heated matches of badminton <laughs> back in the day, but like those guys are sending 115 yeah. mile an hour exit velo birdies mm-hmm. across the net. I'm not trying to take one of those off the neck. I mean, that's a lethal object going on there. You know what I'm saying? Either way. You heard it here first. If we were to drop everything today and go train for one Olympic sport with the intention of being an Olympian, Mr. Magnuson would choose badminton, and I myself would choose Olympic diving. There you have it. You've heard it here first. Thank you for your sidebar, partner. The other one I would say that you don't really need skill for as equestrian because you're kind of just like... Just on a horse. Just, just got to make sure your horse is good. Right. Yeah. I, I suppose but so. I don't really but like, really I don't like horses fatty. like that, though. Because if you're a fatty, then your horse is at a handicap. So I don't yeah. like horses like that, though. So Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Well, no, I'm a pretty big I fan like horses, of horses. But like, as far as being horses. that close to them all the time, no thanks. 
I feel you. No, thanks. I feel you. Well, thank you for your sidebar, and thanks for the cherry on top. Let's wrap this show up real quick for you guys with my motivation minutes of the day. Just have a short, sweet, simple message for you. I was actually listening to some tunes this morning, getting some good vibes going on, and my partner will know this right off the jump. Uh, Coming out of a Mac Miller song, I wanted to share this line with you because it it hit me this morning, and it just kind of reminded me to keep going. Regardless of the situation, regardless of where you're at, if you want something in your life, go get that some bitch. Go after it, go chase it. And and the line and and if you want to write this down today, as I always tell you, get a little piece of paper, write it down, stick it in your pocket, come back to it. At any point in time, you feel like giving up, you got anxiety, you need a little boost, write this down. The more you do, the less you wait. And of course, he follows that up. Got a bigger crib, always use extra space. Shit was so different in 2008. You know, uh, we're big Mac Grown Miller days. fans over here. Fill the open race with Novocaine. <laughs> Relapse, I eat that, I don't complain. But back to my motivation minutes. That really hit me this morning. The more you do, the less you wait. Because it's so easy when you are not getting the answers that you want or you're not achieving the goals that you're setting out to. You're getting different answers or or things just aren't going as you anticipated, it's so easy to just say, ah, well, I'm done. This is ridiculous. I'm giving all my effort and I'm, I'm not getting what I, what I need. And, it, and it's so easy to just be lazy. It's so easy to let discipline out of your life. The hard thing is to continue to input discipline into your life, to continue to make the hard choices, to keep going even when there's nothing in you or around you that's telling you to keep going. You know, last week, Russ, um, Russ Diamond, uh, Russ the Rapper, if you know who that is as well, uh, another artist I'm a huge fan of, uh, just because his mentality. Uh, I absolutely love his music. I think he's widely talented, but um, just because of his mindset. And he posted an old picture. It's been around for a long time, but it was of, and I, I might have talked about this before, but it was of a guy digging a tunnel. And at the very end of the picture is a, a whole row of diamonds. And one guy's digging a tunnel and he's almost there, but he's turned around and he's got his axe hunched over his shoulder and he's slouching back away. And then this next guy's just about the same distance, but a little further, but he's picking as hard as he can, as fast as he can. And the whole message is, don't give up. The more you do, the less you wait. If you stop now, if you don't give effort today, you're not going to get to that goal. Every day is a grind. Every day takes effort. Every day you have to give your maximum best if you want to achieve those goals. So if today you feel like being lazy, you feel like having a lack of discipline, you feel like just letting things go on by because you're not getting the answers you need. Remember this. Somebody out there is still wanting it. Somebody out there got up this morning with their feet hitting the ground, going 100 miles an hour towards their goals. Somebody out there looked themselves in the mirror and said there's no way that they will ever look themselves in the mirror with any without any discipline in their lives. There's somebody out there that wants it more than you do. There's somebody out there, I promise you. And if you don't want to get lapped up, I suggest you remember that the more you do, the less you wait. 
And that does it for my motivation minutes for today. Good stuff as always, my man. I mean, yeah, you nailed it with the, obviously, the more you do, the less you wait. But not only all of that, not giving up this and that, but as you mentioned, and, you know, we've mentioned it before, there's always somebody else working just as hard or trying to get to, maybe you've got an awesome work ethic, but like you said, it's just the guy getting so close to the goal and then giving up. Maybe you're doing the same thing. There's going to be someone working just as hard and then, they're going to go just a little bit further than you. So, uh, yeah, just don't give up, my man. The more you do, the less you wait, my friends. So there you go, my motivation minutes. And that puts the proverbial cherry on top of episode number 89 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 27th, 2021. Get them on out of here. Whoa, is there a force field back there? How did it not go onto the desk that's back there? That's wild. That is a crazy... I might have to check out. There might be a force field back there. Either way, let's get this show wrapped up, my friends. As always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide. For myself and Mags. Thank you so much for joining us once again on episode number 89. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have other plans, make sure you get ready to meet us at the pay window tonight. And as soon as you do, have a nice evening sleep. Meet us on tomorrow's show, episode 90 of the TTL pod, because you know we need your help to bankrupt in these sports books one play at a time, not just the people that head on out of here after the first half of the show. We need you two that stick all the way around. The TTL faithful. Let's have a damn Tuesday. And partner, let's cash some tickets.